Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. This is Bryce Collin from Washington State. I'm a contractor. We have a lot under contract. However, jobs are slowing down because people can't afford the materials. And provides unbiased answers. I do like materials long term. I think we're, I've mentioned it several times, I think we're in a super cycle in commodities. Invest Talk. Over 31 million downloads and counting. Hello, my name is Duncan from New York. You guys continuously do a great job. I have a question about SWIM SWIM. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, May 4th, 2021. And of course, on today's program, we do the same thing we do every day. We talk about our philosophy, our mission statement. Independent thinking and good and and and, and shared success. So this is what we want to push you know we want you to think independently we don't want you to buy into what someone says on the radio or the tv or any place else or you read something we want you to take that maybe get ideas from these people or these sources but then take it and do your own thinking about it your own research okay and i i tell i'm telling you you can do just as well as the professionals but you got to work at it it's not just going to come so also that, that mission statement tells you what we will do when you call in and ask your questions. We'll give you, you know, we're going to share all our information with you, all the facts that we have at our hands here at our fingertips, but it's not all the facts that there is, just all the facts that we can get real quick. There's got to be more work involved, but we'll share it with you. We'll, we'll educate, on, educate you without those numbers and facts, and hopefully you can take that and you know, and apply it to some other stock or idea. That's the hope. We all learn together. I'm Steve Peasley, and, of course, I encourage you to give me a call. Or with This is a call-in show. We are open every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. We're live. So this is the time you can call right now. 888-99-CHART is our number. 888-992-4278. And if you can't call during the live show, you still can call Leave your message, and we'll try to get to the questions as fast as we can. We really try to do that. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, here's the first question. Hello, my name is Duncan from New York. You guys continuously do a great job. I have a question about SWIM, Swim, Latham Group. They just IPO'd. They're a company that deals with making pools. The reason why I'm interested in this is because I'm also looking at a stock ticker pool, P-O-O-L, and they've been doing great since the pandemic. It seems like my thought process, a lot of people are now obviously trying to build more for their own homes, so they're investing more. And the reason why I'm interested in Latham Group is because it seems a lot more affordable than the pool stock ticker symbol but I know that you guys have more information that you can look into. I know you guys don't really invest in like IPOs, but I was just wondering if this would be a good investment. I'm also 
curious about this investment, too, because a few people told me that this might be a fight against inflation because these companies have reoccurring revenue, too, which means money will always be able to come into these companies despite a recession happening. Thank you very much. Looking forward to the podcast. Bye. Hmm. Reoccurring. I wonder what that is. Because uh, this is Latham Group, Inc., uh, SWIM, design and manufactures in-ground residential swimming pools in North America, Australia, and New Zealand. So once they put those pools in, what's the reoccurring revenue source? I mean, you know, you get a pool guy to cleans the pool. Is that, do they do that too? Is that what the reoccurring revenue source? I, I would like to know what that is. That's not has nothing here that on my screen. And it is a brand new IPO. $25 is what it's worth, what it's selling for now. Uh, it's what? Three weeks? Five weeks? Let me go check. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it came out in April. So, middle of April. So, um, you know, it's making money. It made 13 cents its share in 2020. Sales growth is about 20%. Okay, but it's a $25 stock. Return equity is only 8%. That's pretty low. Cash flow is $0.36 cents a share. Management owes 8%. Decent amount of debt. I, I don't know. The, for me, this is not something I would be interested in because it, I don't think it's inflation. I mean, recession-proof. During a recession, people are not going to be putting in pools. I can tell you that because it's expensive. So it's just not something that I would be interested in. I wouldn't buy this stock. Just would not. To achieve financial freedom, you will need the right information and effective strategies. So that's what we're here for. I want to give you some effective strategy and the right information. And you need to deal with the market volatility, uncertainty in the market. We're going to continue to have to see the huge volatility today. Did you see the, the, the bifurcation of the market today where the Dow is up and the NASDAQ down huge? You know, how do you deal with that? So that's what we're here for. This is called Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART is our number. Today's trivia question concerns the dreaded I word or inflation word. We talk about that. Can you divine, define it in simple terms? I can. It's pretty simple stuff. That's going to be the trivia question. We'll talk about it in more details. Okay. Um, how did the market do today? Not very good. The Dow was up 20 points. The NASDAQ was down 262 points. The S&P was down 28. So overall market was kind of on the weak side. It's really interesting to go to um, Morningstar.com and look at these the, uh, the, the boxes they have. They have a, a, a three by three box indicator and Upper part of the boxes, the three top parts are big companies, the three bottom parts are small companies, and on the left is value, on the right is growth. I mean, that, that, you'll see it when you see it, when you take a look at it. And you can see that value stocks killed growth stocks today. And, you know, it's been kind of weird and because it's been going back and forth a little bit, but overall, value stocks are, are doing better than growth so far this year. So we'll see. It doesn't mean the growth is not working. It's just not working as well. So that's what we're going to talk about here. Your goal is always financial freedom, and we should talk about that. Your participation is needed. This is a call-in show. We're asking to give me a call live, 888-99-CHART. 
Look at the calendar. We're already moving through the second quarter, and serious investors need to bring their best game. Invest Talk is here to help. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Art in Menlo Park. Hey, Art, how's it going? Good, Steve. How are you today? Good. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I hope everything is well. Oh, very good. I just wanted to ask you about uh, Kraft Heinz. Uh, okay. I, I got in uh, initially in the uh, upper 20s, and I good initially bought it for the uh, dividend, but it's been running up uh, over 40 now. Yeah. So I'm just uh, thinking about uh, selling some. I just wanted to find out uh, what you thought, if it has more room to run, or should I just take some profit? Well, I like the area, the food area. It makes food products. Everybody, Kraft Heinz Company, KHC is the symbol. Makes food products and beverage, beverages, cheeses, convenient meals, and other grocery products sold worldwide. It's a $51 billion company, so it's huge. Okay, a huge food company growing 4 to 6% per quarter. It's not going to grow much faster than that. It's a value play. Uh, and and Art picked it up at a very good value because he picked it up in the 20s, and it's now $42.36. So uh, it pays now at $42, still paying a decent dividend, 3.8%. So, Art, you should be getting like, what, 4.5% dividend or something at your price? Yeah, I think it was like uh, 4.5, somewhere between 4.5, yeah. 4.7, somewhere around there. Yeah, so you're getting a nice dividend, really nice dividend. Okay, but the valuations, okay, they're going to make $2.65, okay? Well, that's, you know, about what, uh, a 20 PE, 18 PE? So it's kind of, you know, on the higher side now, even though the range is 7 to 30 on the PE range. So it's not terribly expensive, but it's now no longer the great value play it was, Okay. So you're, I think you're right in maybe taking some off the top, maybe take half your profits and let the other half run. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't hesitate to do that, especially if it's throwing all your stuff out of balance because you doubled your money practically. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind taking some off the top of here because it is getting uh, – it's still running up, Art. You know, it's not, it's not slowing down. It's still an upward trend, and you could – Follow it up with a trend line, you know, if it breaks below the trend line, maybe cut in half then. Try to ride as long as you can. Maybe that would be a better better way to do that. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening still. My focus point today, U.S. economy is rebounding, but is inflation coming? I, I might even argue that it's already here. Stock market is doing very well. And could that be part of the inflation story? Markets get inflated, right? We'll see. We're going to get into that story pretty deeply. Other topics, time permitting. I also want to talk about, uh, I I picked three things out today. Value versus growth today. Uh, Talk about that a little bit more. Did you see the lawsuit from the shareholders against Tesla, against Elon Musk? I want to talk about that. Judge ordered some uh, documents to be produced. And um, um, hold on a sec. I'm sorry, I had to sneeze. And I want to also, a third thing, if we can get to it, um, 
How, what are some of the retirement mistakes people make? Okay, some of them, when they make these retirement mistakes, they make them not at retirement, early on. What's some, what are some of those? So we're going to touch base on all those things if we can. But let's go ahead and squeeze another voice, voice bank question in, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys, love the podcast. New to investing and just wanted to get your opinion on the United States Oil Fund or USO. Been kind of looking into industries that haven't recovered from the coronavirus pandemic, and wanted to get your take on this one to see see if the recovery is going to be worth it. Thanks. Well, USO, you know, it's an ETF that seeks to seeks to follow the performance of the spot oil price, and the spot oil price are in the sixties. So I'm going to say, you know, we've had a pretty good run. Remember, it got down to nineteen dollars. That's very $19 a barrel, but that was just a one-day thing. But it got down to the 20s and 30s, and, uh, you know, it was there for a while. Now it's, you know, now it's 60s. I, I, you missed a big part of the run is what I'm suggesting. So can it go higher? Probably will. Probably will with the world economy uh, rebounding. But I just want to warn you, you have missed some of the run already. And if you're going to buy it now, where should you buy it? Um, above the new high today, so I guess you'd buy it now and run run with it, hopefully. But I do think you missed a big part of the run, personally. USO. That's an ETF, everybody. Tracking oil prices. Okay? Um, 888-99 charter is a number. 888-992-4278. It was a kind of a really strange market today with tech stocks getting pummeled and big growth value stocks doing quite well. Um, I think it has something to do. Did you see what um, um, Janet Yellen said? Remember, Janet Yellen used to be the Fed chairman, Federal Reserve chairman, but now she works for the uh, Biden administration now. But she said that, yeah, interest rates are going to have to rise if the economy gets too hot. Market doesn't like that. They don't like those high high up government officials making those kinds of comments, you know, because that gives you a little insight of what they're thinking and what they might try to do or push, what position they're pushing. And so, you know, as a she is not a Federal Reserve member, but she has influence over there. She can pick up the phone, talk to them all. So I guess the market didn't care for that. I didn't care for it. On the next advice, Vest Talk, this question, what's ahead for the energy sector? Answers his call just that we just made about the VSO. Some investors tend to disregard the energy sector because it makes up only about 3% of the entire market for stocks above a $25 million market cap. So, eh, I don't know why they would disregard it. So, But that story's going to be tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. 888-99-CHART. For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations, you've found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed. Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line 888 99 Chart. 
Let's go to William in San Francisco who wants to talk about Peloton Interactive. William. Yes. Yeah, so Peloton got hit pretty hard recently on the, on the price, um, and it's looking yeah. kind of good to buy. Uh, they recently had some bad press. Um, they um, People were saying that uh, Peloton got recalled or that the safety administration is asking for a recall of Peloton. So I just want to get your thoughts if, uh, if Peloton's a good buy right now. I don't think so, and it's more based on valuations and, and what's happening in our economy. Peloton, everybody, the symbol is P-T-O-N, provides recreation facilities and services, a fitness platform to over 3.1 million members worldwide. I'm sure you've seen their commercials. Um, They're going to make money for the first time this year, 29 cents a share. Then next year, they're going to make 69 cents. Their sales have skyrocketed. Now, why is the sales skyrocketing? Well, obviously, people are stuck in the house. So they're, they, you know, all for due COVID. So you couldn't find a buy a Peloton machine. It was very difficult because they couldn't keep up with demand. So that took the stock from, you know, the, what, 20s and 30s to 160. Today it's at 96. So it's come way down from the top. Now, it, it looks, remember, they're only going to make 69 cents next year. So what PE should you give that? Uh, if it's growing at 100%, maybe you give it a, you know, a huge P.E. Okay, give it a 50 P.E. That's only 50 bucks, I mean, 40-something dollars. So how expensive should you give it? What type of P.E.? If it could maintain the growth, William, then I would be very content buying it at these prices. But I don't think it's going to be able to do that. I don't think so. And I see that from a chart, it's now broken below the 50 moving average, all the move broke below the 200-day moving average. If it finds support between 92 and $94 a share, remember, it's 96 now, 96.70. That might be support area, and you might get a run-up from that. But I don't think the long-term prospects are as strong as the past-year prospects. I think going forward, I think... They're very expensive machines. I think their sales are going to start suffering once we reopen. So I'm not a big fan of, of Peloton at this stage. And thank you for the call. I appreciate it, William. Let's go to Rhonda in Texas. Rhonda. Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking Hi. my call. I'm calling on HCA Healthcare. Uh, ticker is H, C is in Charlie, A is in Apple. Okay. Okay, let's look at um, it. HCA Healthcare. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I've got about, I don't know, um, a half a percent of my portfolio in it. And I was looking, is this something that I would want to purchase more of? Is it too high right now? Um, Or what would be a good purchase price for a long-term hold on this one? Or what your thoughts are? HCA Healthcare, it owns and operates 178 general acute care hospitals with 48,492 licensed bed in 20 states. It's really big, $68 billion company. They're going to make $13.79 a share this year. They're going to make $15 a share next year. It's a $206 stock. So that doesn't make it that expensive in my mind, about a 15 PE or so. Uh, But for them... That's kind of high. Their range is 6 to 18 in the last five years, their P.E. range. And at 15, 16, that's pretty high for them. 
They're growing uh, sales 9% last quarter, 6% the quarter before that, 5% the quarter before that. So, you know, they're doing all the right things. Um, they do have a, quite a bit of debt, um, but and it's had a really nice run, okay? So you probably did pretty well with it, I would think. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to buy more, I would wait till it gets down to about 180 to 185. In that range is where I think it'll pull back to at some point, and that's when you should be adding to it. Okay, if if you I do like this sector. I think it's a good place to be. They don't the thing that I don't like is they pay a small dividend. Only a little less than 1%. That that's pretty weak for a big company like this. Anyways, that's what I would do. Thanks for the call and um, congratulations. I'm glad it did well for you. Okay, let's spin in one more call if we can. Hi, this is Mario from Kansas. Uh, can I have your thoughts on buying this stock for a long term? P-A-C-B. Thank you so much. Okay, P-A-C-B is Pacific Biosciences, develops, developed an integrated platform which records single molecular events in real time for genetic analysis. They don't make money. They've never made money in their entire history. They're going to lose $1.09 this year, which is a record loss. Next year, they're going to lose $0.82, cents, which is their third highest loss in the last 10 years. So they're they're losing money. I wouldn't buy it. Uh, it's not something and they've run up really big from $2 to $45. I, I would run the other way. I would not buy this stock. Would not. PACB. Nobody loves inflation. The, con- and the economic forces at work, we all know what inflation is. Coffee, it's gone up the sky, everything. Wood, you name it. We don't like it. So how do we define inflation? And does the threat of inflation give us a large motivation to invest? At the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are busy, are open. Really are. 888-99-CHART. From sunrise to sunset. Have a question about gold and silver. From dusk till dawn. So I'm wondering what y'all think. The questions keep coming. I have a question about symbol STLD. From down the street, around the corner, and across the country. Hello, uh, Steve Justin uh, Milani here from Bay Area. This is Curtis from Alabama. Hi, Steve. This is Gary from Massachusetts. Invest Talk listeners have one objective financial freedom. Your opinion on Costco. How they get there and when they get there is up to them. I have started investing. But Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help improve their strategy with unbiased investing guidance. I really enjoy the podcast. I think I'm finally starting to understand the the language and, and what to look for. Thank you very much. Listen live or download the podcast, investtalk.com. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. 
Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So. Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question about inflation. How do we define inflation? And does the threat of inflation give uh, us a large motivation to invest? Okay, that was the question. Inflation is, is, the, is a tendency for prices of goods and services to rise over time. That's inflation. Okay, too much inflation suggests that economy is facing serious troubles. But negative inflation, also known as deflation, is even a more serious problem. Very difficult to fight deflation. One of the reasons is because every month things get cheaper. So it stops consumers from buying. Why should I buy it this month when next month, whatever I want to buy is going to be cheaper? Three months from now, it'll be even cheaper then. So I'm going to hold on to my money. 
If you hold on to your money, the consumer doesn't put it, plow back into the economy, the economy grinds to a halt. That's why deflation is worse than inflation. Now, inflation, if you get out of control, big problems there too. Okay? Um, inflation, the inflation rate is typically expressed as a percentage that indicates a year-over-year rate of growth. And the United States inflation rate over long periods of time is about 3, 3.3%. Okay? So to preserve and grow your purchasing power of your money, you need to return, you need a return on investment, ROI, that is above the current rate of inflation. What's our current rate of inflation, everybody? Well, it, running about two, two and a quarter percent right now. But that's going to change fast. So you're unlikely to have returns if you just put cash in the bank. You know you're not going to keep up with that rate of inflation. You know you're not. They're paying next to, you know, less than 1%. Way less than 1%. So, historically, investing in the stock market gives you about 7% net after taking into consideration an uh, average of 3.3% inflation rate. So, of course, you invest in the market. That's where you have the best shot of staying at or above inflation. If you sit on your cash, it won't grow. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, this might be a good place to talk about, you know, the the the, infl- what, the 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 economy is rebounding. Is it going to produce inflation? Is it? I think it will. I think we're already seeing it. Haven't you seen it? Think about okay, two obvious places I can just talk about: home prices and oil, gasoline prices. Aren't they been skyrocketing? Is that not part of an inflationary scenario? I would think so. But most people, when we talk about inflation, we're talking about goods and services that we, you know, we are, you know, things we use, things we buy, things we always, you know, consume. And, you know, I go to the wholesale prices of corn, wheat, sugar, any of those commodities. They've skyrocketed. Wood, oil. They've really taken off. So from a producer level, as you have two levels, producer level and consumer level. Producer level, their input costs are rising very fast. Now, those producers are going to make whatever they are going to make out of whatever commodities, and then they're going to pass that cost along to you and me. Now, they generally are hesitant initially, but as our economy expands and the world economy expands from COVID's, you know, getting to be part of the back seat once the vaccine is worldwide, uh, you're going to see economies booming all over the place especially with the Federal Reserves or even the central banks in other countries spending gobs of money to try to boost their economy. I think they don't need to even spend the money and the economy is going to be boosted. But they're going to spend money. Look at ours. Look at us here. We're spending like crazy people. We're going to spend money. Therefore, the economy is going to get hot and therefore inflation is going to continue. How do you stop inflation, everybody? You probably don't remember. You're probably too uh, too young to remember how it's st- we had pretty much uncontrolled inflation in what was it the 70s, early 80s? I don't remember exactly when. Uh, inflation was running about what 12, 13 plus percent somewhere in there. How did they stop it? Raise interest rates. 
Raise them. You raise interest rates high enough, no one's going to borrow any money. And that'll shut down the economy, shuts down inflation. Of course, we're now in recession, but it stopped. We did that. That happened under Reagan. And the, 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 the Federal Reserve under Reagan spiked interest rates, killed the, killed the inflation that, that was raging as he took over, took over presidency, killed it, and then he slashed taxes. Everybody thought that was a terrible idea. But slashed taxes, sparked the economy, had a long, long growth rate in the economy after that. So had to, that's how you kill inflation, spike the interest rates. Let's keep going. Here's a call from our voice bank uh, question uh, that came in earlier. So let's listen. Hello, my name is Duncan from New York. I just have a quick question about personal loans. I'm hoping this question does help out all your listeners as well, too. My question is, what do you guys think of personal loans? I am actually looking to take a personal loan out. My investing idea is to kind of do it off-seas in Mexico. I obviously have very good connections and very reliable people. I paid off my car. I have no student debt, and I have a credit score over 800. So I thought personal loan might be able to help me invest in some property out there. But any information or some tips would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Well, investing in property, I think, is a good idea. Taking a personal loan to buy invest in property, you have to talk about your return, return on the cash that you're putting in. What's going to be your return? Now, buying property, you have pretty good leverage. You only put, what, 20 25% down or whatever, and therefore you can borrow money and, you know, you get that leverage. So borrow money might make you plenty of money if you're in the right property and it's appreciated. But a personal loan is kind of expensive, you know, compared to other types of compared to a mortgage loan. And if you borrow money to put a down payment, I mean, you might be able to do that in Mexico, but you can't do that here in the United States because the bank will say, hey, you have a loan here for the down payment. They don't want to see that. They want to see you have enough cash to put 25% on the down payment. So I don't have a problem with buying, you know, a property. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a really good a tranche of your investment life, that part. I did it. I don't own any property now except for the house I'm in, but I used to. I used to have rentals when I was younger. Um, but I do think that's a good place to be. So it depends. Remember, real estate, one thing you have to know about real estate, it's all about location. Location, location, location. You've got to buy the right place. And if you pay up for buying the right place, that's okay because if it's the right location, it will still appreciate. So I, you know, just I just don't like see you going in debt. I'm not a big. I don't like debt. Personal loans is debt, not but good debt is mortgages. <laughs> so that's a good debt because property holds value and can grow in value. Depends on where you go. Again, back to location. Okay, uh, so. Just maybe uh, 2001 is pretty well underway, and we're now in, we're in May. It's amazing how fast things go. Uh, and, of course, you know, we're trying to keep an eye. Everybody trying to keep an eye on the markets. Justin and I are doing our best to help you keep an eye on the market as well. And our firm, KPP Financial, manages money for individuals. That's what we do. 
and we would appreciate if you would consider us, but we'd be happy just to look at your portfolio and give you our opinion. We'll be happy to do that. Uh, KPP Financial is based in Irvine, California. It's Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley is the official name. Klein, Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial Services is our incorporated name in California. Um, and thanks to technology, you know, we can do a portfolio review over the phone on Skype. Uh, you know, it's really nice. The, many, many parts of this techno- technological world is works really nice. Of course, it makes old people like me get frustrated sometimes because we're old. But we still can do it over the phone if you don't want to do it through Skype or any of those other online conference software pieces. But, you know, keep in mind that, you know, we, Justin and I, we, 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 we have a philosophy in which we put our money online with you. We buy the same stocks, the same price, same percentages in our portfolios as we do for your portfolios so that our performance matches yours. We call it parallel investing, but doing it for 30 years, forever, forever. So... I do really encourage you to take advantage of our free offer. We will look at your portfolio and give you our opinion for free, no cost. You can send us a message through investtalk.com. Send me an email. Be happy to take a look. Or you can call KPP Financial in Irvine, California. We'll be talking to you. Justin and I are available. And, and, you know, after speaking with us for maybe, there's no obligations, by the way. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to. We don't try to talk you into anything. It's just not our style. We don't want to do that. So if you, we do, of course, want to manage your money, but we will not pressure you in one way, any way, shape, or form. I don't like that. I don't like people doing it to me, so we don't do it to anybody. So give us a call or send us an email. We'd be happy to you know, get, get a dialogue with you. Next up, another listener question. It will be from Washington State. We will play it in one minute. There is good news for loyal InvestTalk listeners, their friends, and families. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast. Been listening for a while and have got some great advice. This free podcast is available for download anytime. Typically, each day and night, the InvestTalk call center receives more voicemail questions than Steve and Justin can fit into a live show format. Hi, guys. Big fan of the show. So in the bonus program, caller questions will be played back from our voice bank and answered with brief, unbiased, and helpful responses. I think for like the next 10 years, commodities are going to be doing very well. It's in the money. You probably just want to sell it. It's a fast-paced learning podcast for the average investor. Absolutely love your show. It's free, so be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Look for Rapid Fire Hour. Hey, Justin. Hey, Steve. This is Bryce calling from Washington State. I got a question regarding materials, specifically looking at XLB. I'm a contractor um, in Washington State, and we have a lot under contract. However, jobs are slowing down because people can't afford the materials. So I was just wondering what you think this would do to XLB or other uh, stocks in this sector. If you could give me a second opinion, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I think we're due for a correction. Uh, I do like materials long-term. Uh, I think we're, I've mentioned it several times, I think we're in a super cycle in commodities. And this uh, XLB 
exchange is an exchange traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the S&P Material Select Sector Index. So I think it, materials probably will slow down in their price appreciation. I think we get we have a spike right, right now, um, and that has spiked these kinds of stocks. I wouldn't chase them. I wait till they pull back. I wait till they come back to you. There's gonna be there'll be a pullback. I can't tell you when and what price exactly. No one can do that. No one. But I, I think, logically speaking, it would easily pull back into the high 70s and probably pull back into the $70 area. And that would be a buy point. It's at $85 now, this this XLB. So this is materials, okay? And we know materials have just skyrocketed. And it's at a 52-week high. It's gone higher today, up uh, what? Um Another 1% so far. I mean, it's not slowing down, but it will come back to earth at some point. I think we're due for a correction. You know, I don't can't tell you how big it will be. A normal correction, everybody, is about 10%. I would be content with a 10% correction. But, you know, in the last 20 years, we've had plenty of corrections, less 5% or, or, or around 5%, 3 to 7%. You know, but... 10% used to be kind of the standard. So that's what you're looking at. Okay, uh, value versus growth. Morningstar has, uh, as I said, has uh, 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 style boxes. There's nine of them. Large value it, it actually was up today. All the others weren't. All growth, large, mid, and small, all the growth uh, uh, style boxes were down and down significantly today. So, you know, if you go to Morningstar.com and look at their front page, that will t- it shows you visually uh, in those style boxes. You have red and green, you know, in the, the nine boxes there, and they describe what they, what's going on. I think it's a good thing just to check out every day, you know, to see what the market's doing in a glance. So I, I kind of like that. As something for you to do, I check out check it out every day. Things that I do every day, everybody, I check out the economic numbers and any reports that come out every day. Every day, when I get it first thing in the morning, when I wake up, I want to see what are the economic reports released overnight. What do we got? Okay, um, you know, is it new construction? Is it uh, building permits? Is it uh, unemployment claims? What is it? That's what I look at every day. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, as always, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break. So get your questions in while you can. 888-99-CHART. And the question is, during a market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady, at least for blue chip companies as compared to share prices? Or should I expect some fluctuation in the uh, dividend stream that I'm hoping to get? Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. 
Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Hey, Justin, Steve. My name is John. I actually found out yesterday that uh, some shares I own in Flagstar Bank that they were getting bought out by ticket number NYCB, New York Community Bank. And I was just wondering what your opinion was to either selling my shares that I have currently at the market price of Flagstar or waiting for the buyout, which I believe is four shares per individual Flagstar share somewhere about. So looking forward to your guys' opinion. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Okay, this is a buyout. Uh, New York Bank buying a Midwest bank, basically. Uh, and it's a good fit. It's a good fit because there's not a lot of overlap in their territories. Um, uh, the buyout bank that's being bought is at $45.80. And the bank that's buying them is its all-share deal. In other words, you heard him. They're not paying cash. They're going to issue shares and buy it with shares. And their shares are $11.94. They're going to get four shares. So that makes it about an equal as to what the price is. So... If you didn't want to own the combined bank, it would be wise to sell off the FBC shares, okay, if you didn't want to own the combined bank. But I'm telling you that the combined bank looks pretty good as a, a deal because it, they, they fit good and they do the same kinds of things um, in banking. The loans basically are, are a multifamily or mortgage loans. That's their book of business, let's say. And both of them fit each other. So it's up to do. The New York Community Bank that's being that's the buyer uh, has a current PE of 11 and a range of 7 to 18. Their sales have been shrinking in low single digits recently, recent quarters. They're going to make $1.32 and it's $11.94 stock. That's what they're going to make next year. That's the estimate. Now, when this new bank combines, the numbers will all change. So if you want the new deal, you want the combined bank, which I think is a strong deal, then just keep, you know, let the deal go through. Um, but there's always a chance that the deal won't go through, but I don't think so because these are regional banks. It's not like they're dominating anything. Okay? So, okay, mistakes people make trying to or thinking about saving money investing money for retirement. The first mistake is they think about it and don't get started. The earlier you get started, man, the better you're going to be. There's no earthly reason not to get started. Get started. Many people, there's a there's a good percentage of people that when their employers offer them a retirement package, they don't do it. In other words, a 401k, 403b, 457. Some people don't want to sign up for it. Why? I do not know. Even if they don't match, it allows you to put money away tax-free. Why would you not do that? That's a big mistake, not doing it. Being afraid of investing, being afraid of the stock market, that makes no sense. All you do is look at history and just go with the history of the stock market. You don't have to buy individual stocks. You don't have to guess what stock you need to own or not. You can buy an index. Look at history Go back 100, 100, as many years as you can go back. The market has always gone up, and it probably will continue to do so. So don't be afraid of the market. There's no reason to be afraid of it. That's a big mistake. 
And some people try to time the market. They think they can get out at the right time, then get back in at the right time. Remember, if you get out and you get out and you, and you get lucky and you get out just before the crash, that you have to be right twice now because you got to get back in. What are the odds? Small. You will let the market rebound. You'll be thinking, uh, okay, maybe I'll wait till it gets stronger. I'll wait a little bit longer, and it's too late. You can't do that. You can't time the market. You can't. As long as you have, it's the time in the market, not time the market. If you, as long as you have time, more time, five years or more, don't worry about trying to time the market. You can't do it. So those are some of the things you should not be doing. Okay. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family about our podcast. You give It's all free, free downloads, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investop.com. We would like you to review and rate us. You can browse podcast topics, too. So if you want to learn more about you know 401ks, cryptocurrency, treasure yields, real estate, growth stocks, so on and so on forth, well... You can, you can search under those topics. Okay, that's a tip you, your, your friends and family might appreciate. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.